episode part two. It's the podcast number 22. In Swedish it's 22 or you can say 22. 22 sounds like French. But if you want to practice with us how to say different numbers, then all Estonians repeat after me. 22. And all the non-Estonians repeat after me, kaks, kümend, kaks. And we're taking it again, kaks, kümend, kaks. <laughs> You're uh, reading out like bingo, a lot of numbers. It's B4. Next number is B4. <laughs> but now uh, the last uh, checkpoint. I wanted to say checkpoint, but it was our last episode, number 21. We... Which ended in checkpoint Tufsintalen. The first checkpoint and... Uh, there we already had some problems with the dogs had diarrhea and all that. And if you have not listened to it yet, then first listen to previous episodes. <laughs> episode <laughs> 21, and uh, then uh, come back to this episode because we are now just going to continue. So the next stage was the second stage. The first one, uh, we actually did not told you about it was the first one was 61 kilometer i think kilometer <laughs> whatever <laughs> coming and the second you. now i don't remember was it 64 or 65 but it doesn't even matter and uh, from there i was kind of hoping that it was as usual the first stage is going to be a calmer one anxiety shitting Anxiety shitting with the calmer <laughs> one, and not for me, of course. <laughs> and the dogs now start to like kind of pick up the pace and uh, start to settle into the race, which is really normal. And normal. And I remember, and it's really logical because we have been racing at Wuhandu River Marathon like ourselves without the dogs. And uh, I have. It would be fun to race dog swimming. <laughs> dog swimming 100k. <laughs> but uh, I have raced or hiked in these military competitions too, which take part, which are 24 or 36 hours straight. And I know that before you reach halfway, it's the toughest. It's always like this. And I knew with the dogs too that the first part is going to be tough. And Matti Salmi told at his presentation at Rovaniemi's Sletok seminar last year now, that always the second, second day is going to be the hardest. So I was uh, not really actually heading into the second day yet, but I knew that the hardest parts are still yet to come. But I was now quite, kind of worried with the, the diarrhea and the really weak first stage that how it's going to be. But actually, you ran the first stage as quickly as last, as year. last year. Yeah, we uh, it, it turned out that uh, we were the same fast. And you with even diarrhea. the same. Uh... Yeah, but uh, this gives uh, a little bit feedback to our uh, preparations that this year we did better because last year they were in full uh, throttle mode, full mode, <laughs> and in full health. 
and uh, this year they were already under influence of virus but we were the same fast and the same trail and all it, it was Everything pretty much was just a couple of kilometers difference but it, it doesn't matter so even with the bad health at this point we were the same fast as last year so i think we were well better prepared for this year than the last year because the Femund uh, first stage is for everybody, all the classes, it's the same. That's why we had the same first stage and as last year. And this is why being a handler in Tufsingtalen was easy too, because I knew everything, where to go, where something is. You so knew everything, who killed Kennedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, you know and only... And who built the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, and were, were humans on moon or not. Yeah. But you forgot as you ran or drove out from Tusingtalen, so you don't know anymore. Next time, write it down. What I run out? That who killed Kennedy? Ah, <laughs> you yeah. for, as you ah, knew no, everything. I'm keeping it to myself. I'm trying to be interesting. <laughs> so we went out to Trevsio, which uh, was supposed to be a really, and actually it was a quite easy stage because as soon as we run out from Dufsingtalen. The first stage is three uphills. The first uphill is kind of e excitement and it's nothing. To, everybody are in like in this shock mode that we race and the first uphill is just whoop, and you're up on uh, about thousand meters and uh, two uphills left. And uphill, I mean, it's not like uh, just going uh, a little bit higher. It's usually is that you're going to go down again it's let's say five maybe maximum 700 meters and the uphill is quite steep five to ten kilometers straight uphill above the tree lines and at some point it's even close to 1100 meters so it's quite uh, hard steep uphills and continuously for example 10 kilometers it's only steep uphill so that's the uphills of Femundlopet I, I can't really describe it but it's they're they're quite tough and the first uh, part of the second stage was uphill but as the dogs had a little rest we just blew to the top of the mountain and it was quite nice and uh, I, I just want to clarify that none of this race had uh, none of the parts of this race were that the dogs were like exhausted at dying we we did we never came to this part we quit it before this happened and i knew that this is going to happen but we're going to get there at the end of this podcast i promise there won't be part three we now reveal all the secrets in this episode <laughs> i'm not really willing all secrets i know like who killed <laughs> I'm later he'll tell me. No. <laughs> Someone from the It Mupp was Muppet reptiloids. Show. Okay. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for that information. And now the second part of the second stage is just you uh, come down to a river and this uh, marsh area and it's just just a flat area and uh, there is just a fun driving and for us it uh, meant also sunrise so we had yeah again we're gonna put those put these exclusive videos to patreon where we had a really nice sunset ride uh, sunrise right and uh, this point we had normal speed would prefer a little bit faster but as the dogs were in good mood we we, we just wrote 
But at this point, I knew that we are quite in trouble because most of them refused snacks already. And we had so much snacks. We had different snacks. I had four types of different meats in the sled and I just tried to give them something. And at the first part of the stage, they maybe just ate a couple of mouthfuls. And the last part of the 30, 40 kilometers, they ate close to nothing. And then I was sick, worried already. And a lot of diarrhea for this point already. And uh, I think it was uh, three or four dogs already having diarrhea. And then I knew that this is not an excitement diarrhea anymore. That's a virus. And um, I tried to keep my head straight. We, uh, as we went out a little bit sooner from Tufsingtal and Checkpoint as the others, we, we left, I think, 10 mushers behind us, maybe 15, I don't know, didn't really count and did not really matter to me at this point. And uh, then we lost speed again because they did not eat. Normal is that they would eat every, let's say, two hours and they would eat, yeah, better would be 500 to 1000 calories per snack, maybe even more. But I think they, some who ate maybe just got a couple of hundred calories, couple of bites, but they should eat like a handful of meat every time we stop. Like they do at home if you, if you train along. Yeah, and the, the last uh, year races they all ate at home, they all ate. So I knew that they have all calmed down from the let's say shock that we are in a new environment and racing and all the other dogs and they still are not eating. So at this point I knew that it's going to be a really bad one. Uh, and, but I, yeah, I could not even think at this point that we are going to quit, but because we were so uh, early in the race, but the, but the run was nice. We picked up speed a little bit at the end of the stage. So I think at the end of Trevsio, before Trevisio, let's I call it the Trevisio stage. Before Trevisio checkpoint was the name of it. We can put this video too to a Patreon where you enter the Trevisio checkpoint. Yeah, Oliver we're gonna, sent, uh, we're gonna sent put, it to me. Uh, we're gonna put uh, all these uh, cool videos to the Patreon uh, site so you can uh, see them. That's our way of saying thank you for the Patreons that you have been with us, and I'm really. It's really heartwarming that I felt like we have disappointed others too as we quitted, which was not our choice to have this virus. But a lot of people, especially patrons, have come to us and told that it, it's okay. <laughs> it's always next year. So thank you for being with us. And so these exclusive videos are our way to say thank you. And But, um, but uh, we also had a race. Uh, you're telling that you were on the trail. We as mushers are also on the trail. So handlers. If, handlers, yes. <laughs> so if Martin is... We made an agreement that if Martin leaves the checkpoint, we will also leave a checkpoint to try to start driving to the next one. So we also... we Every time I think we drove uh, in the middle of the night. So I never got behind the wheels because uh, Relic and Steven were clever enough to sleep while I was helping you. Then they were awake <laughs> and uh, kids also. We have like amazing kids. They slept in a Tufsingdalen uh, cultural house on the floor and on chairs. Then we had to wake them up. 
we told them let's go to the bus it was in the middle of the night and they just sat on their chairs put their seat belts on and uh, <laughs> passed away <laughs> and slept passed all. away no no like uh, slept <laughs> sleeping and they were not complaining at all they just uh, continued sleeping uh, in the but talk about handler life before and after the master is in and out of checkpoint. Oh, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's good uh, part to tell now because if I can't remember, did we arrive to a Trevisio checkpoint uh, in the morning or in the middle of the night? I can remember that if night. we were... Because uh, I was there in the oh, middle yeah, of so the morning. Oh yeah, so we were sleeping on the chairs. We had planned that we will take uh, our things uh, and make like sleeping places on uh, on the bottom of the uh, bus. But during the night, no one <laughs> is capable of doing this. So we slept on our seats. And if the morning came, it was super cold. Of course, as we had agreed, if we arrived there and we had slept, we uh, went outside to check where the checkpoint area is, where to put teapot bag, we drove it to there. And then we were thinking, we have to make uh, breakfast. And it was so cold outside, so we decided that uh, we will do it in the bus. So we cleared the bus area, we had a little kid's wooden uh, table there. And we were thinking that we will only use the uh, camping gas burners uh, and uh, we just put kids on the front seat and told, please don't uh, play some kind of fighting game. Just don't come over the, uh, the back part of a bus. So we we cooked, <laughs> we fried bacon and eggs and did porridge there. And uh, so we... Actually, the bus went super warm thanks to it. <laughs> so, but basically, the handler part is to prepare everything as the musher comes in. As Kairi mentioned, the teapot bag, where should they put there? After every checkpoint, they need to reorganize the teapot bag because the musher is going to just take stuff and just throw them back in. So after every checkpoint, they need to reorganize the teapot bag. They need to pack in the bus again to move to the next checkpoint then back out the bus so uh, if the musher comes the musher could eat the the musher could uh, maybe have a little rest and all this information they need to gather from every checkpoint where they haven't been before at Tufsingtalen it was easy but at Trevisio it was new for all of us and where is the water for the dogs where is the depot bag area? Where could Musher have sleep inside of the house? Where are the toilets? And it's a lot of uh, scouting and it's uh, all done in a really quick way because the driving before, uh, between checkpoints, I think it took them about one hour or yes, two. But two. all the packing in, packing out and my runs... In the middle of the night, is it cold, is it warm? It doesn't matter, you just have to do uh, it. You cannot like postpone it to take, ah, I will rest now. We made a deal hours. that they leave to the next checkpoint as soon as possible because if there are any car troubles or they cannot find the checkpoint then they have time before I arrive but all this should be done let's say in four or five hours and then you have to have some time to rest yourself too as a handler I have never been a handler but I have heard stories from Kyrie <laughs> <laughs> no, so handler fun. life like is it. uh, it's in the rhythm of a musher so if the musher takes longer time at the the trail then the handlers have some time but last year 
one uh, stage was quicker than me as we expected last year and then Kairi had to little bit rush a little more so the handler is in the heartbeat of a musher and at the same time the handlers at least my handlers were always happy I never saw a grumpy one all both of the kids all the kids <laughs> both of the kids and Kairi and Steven and Relika they were always so happy and then if you are like little in this sleepy mode when you arrive to the checkpoint then when you have such hyper active handlers then you're like ah oh, hey hey and this was at Trevsio it was first time in our competition history that I when I didn't come to uh, yeah, it was take Steven. you, it was Steven, because we were cooking with Relika, we wanted to make sure that if you come to a bus to eat, uh, then everything is prepared, you just have to sit there, and uh, this was fun part, we, uh, Steven was agreed that he will uh, go and uh, take care of Martin. And, it, it, it's uh, not take care of Martin, it's, it's uh, like you need to lead, lead in the dogs, because at checkpoint area you are like, driving between all these sleeping and resting dog teams that it can be quite dangerous if the dogs start to jump over other dogs or some dogs could be aggressive so it's a mandatory rule for every team that the handler picks up or takes grab for the lead from the lead dogs and drives directly from the checkpoint resting area which is pointed out to the musher arriving and I don't know in which place I'm going to rest so the handler has already uh, gotten the information that where they should park our dogs so it's just me following the handler and the dogs follow them and f eventually we yeah. park. But it was fun because uh, if we sent uh, Steven out we had just waken up and we put uh, a coffee into the thermos but we were missing the part of the thermos where it like uh, lead. Uh, the lead the part, actual lead, yeah. the inner lead <laughs> and uh, he didn't think about it and if he saw you I think he started to run uh, holding the thermos <laughs> and <laughs> the coffee was everywhere we even had the, we had to give back the handler vest and it was covered with coffee stains because he couldn't drink it it was all but over Ste his uh, Steven <laughs> was always when Kairi is uh, meeting me she's like hey really calm one but if Steven was me Steven was meeting me then he's like whoa whoa Martin go 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 he was go the loudest. he was the loudest so I could always see and hear where Steven is and then I, I needed to fun fact from Kairi <laughs> trying to tell us uh, tell me where they are when uh, when the hunter has like guided the sled dogs the sled dogs to the parking area or the stakeout area sleeping area resting area whatever then they need to leave immediately because uh, then it's the dogs are secured with front anchor and uh, there is no danger there anymore and the handler needs to leave so steven uh, left to there and then it took me i don't know 45 minutes whatever to a little bit stretch the dogs, massage the dogs, give them first snack, which they refused and uh, put the straw and all that. And then it's a, it's a new area for me. A lot of different you parking places. You also haven't been in Trevisio. I haven't been in Trevisio. I had no sleeping hours or even minutes. I came out from the cold night and then I called Kyrie, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> And it was the worst mistake of Femmelope <laughs> because she's like, no, you just, I was li like standing in the middle of this. It was, it was in the side 
or suburban area of Treves. There are a couple of houses, a lot of cars. And then Kairis just come uh, see the white uh, white uh, trailer and we are behind that and you can see 20 white trailers. No, and I then said without we are in knowing me. <laughs> with, uh, but which one is another one? She did not even know where I am. And then she says, go uh, follow the road. We are in the another parking uh, place with a white trailer. So I'm like, there are, you don't even know where I am. Which one is another parking place? And then I was like, oh, I could imagine. I, I was burning inside, but I just went down, just told Kairi calmly. No, I told, okay, you don't understand. Go and uh, stand next to a sign where it says uh, hand, but where is uh, the sign? Where is the sign? <laughs> you go, and, I don't uh, even know Steven, where is the sign. And Steven uh, understood that I'm uh, incapable of explaining I could, Martin. I could even, and he was, uh, he started to run and I just told Martin that uh, Steven is coming for you. Just stand. Don't move. Where? I, Steven is coming for you because Steven has uh, uh, knew where he to knew find the area, you. Yeah. Yes. So that and was so a crazy Martin one. hang up and this is the best part that Martin never uh, like shouts at me, you're stupid, you don't know things. Maybe he's thinking. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Definitely I don't he's know. thinking, but he's never like shouting or we, we are never arguing because He's been married to me 12 years. But I don't know even why he asked me the directions. He knows you, that you I know can that get when, lost. Uh, yeah, I was uh, in sleep deprivation. <laughs> People make mistakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think when I'm uh, racing or, or even in these high stress situations, I'm close to zero emotions. So I, I don't maybe laugh too much, but I, I have never yelled or been grumpy. I'm just kind of this you can be neutral grumpy, sandbag. but it's not uh, like this uh, I like to say neu neutral sandbag. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's the, the Trevsio like, uh, checkpoint person. was held in a really beautiful weather, minus 20. Uh, I got 15 minutes of sleep in the stage of uh, Trevsio Cultural House, actually. Yeah. And the dogs, we took four and a half something hour rest. They ate again close to nothing. And then I decided that as they still have reserves, if they're going to come out from this virus sooner, it could happen that it's just a quick one. And uh, because we got uh, one uh, stomach medicine from the veterinarians for one dog who was like really, really with water shit and a uh, lot of probiotics to other dogs. So I decided that now the next stage is going to tell us what's going to happen. And then we got some really cool tips from other mushers or especially one old guy who... It was uh, Handler maybe He, he was Handler, but I, I could see that he's been living with... I think it was his wife driving, but they could do that some days. Switching. Yeah, like. switching. And we got some really good tips uh, from uh, these mushers. So I think from the races, it's really good to hear about these old school guys, the, all the tricks. So we used a couple of tricks and uh, got them uh, moving again. And um, I always see that when we go out from the checkpoint, what are their mood? If they're like, like nobody wants to leave, then we just rest more. But as I was planning about four hours, then we took it 
and then I started to like wake them up again and they were in really good mood actually. Taiga was shouting, jumping in line, who she was having the worst diarrhea, but still was really happy. And as they ate a little bit, I thought that of course, uh, that uh, now the next stage, it was already also about 60 something, 64 maybe, that if they now start eating more, then the next checkpoint is the long rest seven hours. Uh, yeah, about seven hours, we, we, six and a half, but I think we have, we should uh, take it in seven hours anyway. So, so I was thinking if they now start to eat again, they had their little restart at the snacks, uh, eating again to the next checkpoint and the next checkpoint has a really good rest and the meal that we are going to be able to continue. And then we flew out to the next uh, third uh, stage. stage. And uh, you're forgetting the fun part uh, at the Travisio checkpoint. Uh, you you broke your jacket and oh, you man. you asked for I me. I cut my yes, uh, and you asked me that uh, please parka. bring uh, me the tape. But as uh, as a handler, you cannot like help. It's it's uh, helping if you go into the checkpoint so i had to stand behind the teapot uh, line uh, and tell martin martin came to take the tape but he was joking he was uh, uh, knee uh, how do you say it you kneel when you kneel. want to marry yeah. no i was not joking i was uh, like set something to do with my boots yes so, so he I kneeled was... <laughs> down like he's uh, proposing me and there was uh, i didn't see it but there was someone there was one girl like what <laughs> she was like i'm gonna take my phone now <laughs> this is somebody's going to be engaged now but no yeah so we are married we but are if freaking we married wouldn't already. be married it would be a great place to say my yes yeah you're covered with talk shit and uh, yeah. Yes, yes. The place, place. It's, it's perfect place. So, so now... <laughs> and uh, at the Travisio checkpoint too, uh, as we, as it was actually our kids' school week, we asked homework. So uh, the Travisio checkpoint was really nice house there. So we sat around the table. Uh, I think Relic and Steven were sleeping a little bit and kids were... Uh, doing their homework it was so cute and Marty like was, sleeping. Day. <laughs> Marty was day. sleeping behind the curtain on the stage of a cultural house where everyone there were uh, mattresses on the floor so who wanted they could go inside behind the curtain and just sleep so it was super fun we with Relika we washed our uh, camping uh, dishes at the sink there and it was I, I think uh, I, think, I think it's a cozy uh, cozy place to be a long distance uh, yeah, race checkpoint yeah there were old ladies who had put up their booths to sell uh, like wool, wool and, and stuff, uh, yeah, yeah, wool and, stuff and they were knitting there and it oh, really? was yeah yeah Nice it was super, I did not super. see anything, but other uh, mushers and handlers were sitting there, and uh, yeah, it was. You, you're like sitting next to. It's like gypsy, <laughs> gypsy area. Every, everyone has their. Uh, they are trying their clothes and socks, and their boots are off. They walk around in socks, and they are like I don't and know. And people it's, sleeping everywhere. Yeah, I it's, I, it's. So as with the, the last part, <laughs> last episode, we listened to of the voice clips I recorded, and now we're going to take the third one. Let's hear this out. Yeah, so I'm here on the second stage, about 20 kilometers in. 
the checkpoint went quite well. We rested a little bit less than three hours, but uh, all the dogs ate and drank really good, except one dog, but uh, she ate really, really good meals before the race. So, yeah, right now I'm not worried. If she's not going to eat on the next checkpoint too, then yeah, then it's a little place to be worried. But now we are uh, about 80 kilometers in on the race. This stage is more easier than the previous one because here we have only already actually we had only one uphill, and uh, this is done now. And now we have mostly downhill for 20, I think, 20 kilometers. And then we have this one long stretch on the river, which is good. The dogs can take a little bit easier because the next stages are going to be uphills again. So we're gonna, we, we have some nice speed. I try to brake a lot, but uh, not uh, too much. So it's like a kind of calculation between braking to like uh, save their strength and braking between where you're going to kill their motivation. So it's it's kind of a touchy touchy thing. Yeah, but now we have this. The first night is soon to be over. I think the clock should be around. Uh, five now, so I'm thinking two hours more, and maybe we're going to see some. Uh, what's that called? Daylight. <laughs> My brain is not functioning really well anymore because I haven't been eating too much. I don't have the same appetite, also, and uh, yeah, lack of sleep. This is what takes you. But now I'm going to, I think I'm getting closer to a road crossing, so got to stay alert now. I have to say, listening to this uh, now, I understand that I was too super nervous about how everything is going because at Trevisio checkpoint, we were like uh, losing our head. We forgot many things to put into your depot bag, and like so we, what? like uh, we had your after you slept, we had your GPS and uh, stuff uh, left be not not left like behind. You were still ah, on yeah, the checkpoint. It yeah, was yeah. we like ran three times to the bus uh, to take uh, care of things that you could start yeah, with yeah, everything, yeah. and there it uh, we were too tired. But now I. Thinking back, I understand that I was like, I I was not losing myself, but it was uh, you were tired uh, and uh, nervous, and it take it takes like the best part of you. It was like, but I described... did not notice it actually. Yeah, of it's course, like, it's, what uh, did you, you have feel? your own you rhythm. Faked, and... You faked it really good. Yeah, you have your own rhythm. Mm. You had things to do because it wasn't like you were waiting after us. It no. was like you were doing your things, but I was like, oh my god, how did I forget it? And then you lost. You were starting mm. um, uh, trail that uh, on during the day, and it was sun is was shining, and I didn't know where I put your sunglasses, and then we searched. It. Luckily, you got the, the best, uh, the better ones before you mm -hmm. uh, went out. Mm -hmm. So just it was 
there is something for me too that uh, I had to find better ways to manage my anxiety. I if think you're it's not the lack doing of sleep. That... It's not anxiety, it's the lack of sleep. Yeah, it is too, but... Uh, but uh, yes. you're getting much better now, because at first... Uh, First years, we did not even maybe with the, with the dogs, but other races, you uh, helped me out. You have been being much better. But now we get to the third stage. Little did I know that the last thing they ate on the race was on this Treviso second checkpoint. Again, we checked the dogs and they really wanted to go out. So we went out and it was just a couple of kilometers in they slowed down again because they were starting to lose their energy and all of this stage they did not eat uh, not even a single bite and even at the end of the stage they had or or was it in the middle i don't even remember a couple of dogs uh, vomited the water out they uh, drank or ate from the snow but as you you have pretty much nothing to do with this in the middle of the mountainous area you have to continue so we just slowed down a little bit and uh, then I uh, then I changed the lead dogs I uh, took the younger lead dogs out because they usually the younger lead dogs they have been working out for us with uh, speed but uh, as this was uh, not the case this time, they were feeling bad. I put the experienced lead dogs, Tanya and Tid in the front, that I knew that they are going to help us out. And it was really cool to see that. I, I love this saying that a lot of dogs can lead when it's a beautiful weather. They have been eating good, health is really good. The mood is up. A lot of dogs can lead. But which are the leaders who will lead when they have been not eating, they feel bad. It's a mountainous area, it's maybe windy, snowy, really cold. Then there are not a lot of leaders who can lead. And this time, luckily, Didi and Tanya just took the responsibility and uh, they started to lead the team out from this tricky situation. And uh, as we were getting past, again <laughs> by some teams then at the first teams we got past they did not react but some point some team passed us and it was just a little bit after that i put didi and tanya back to the lead they uh, picked up the pace from the team in front of me and uh, we uh, at the end of the stage we finally passed the same team because the dogs it's amazing they did not eat a single bite they were in the really happy mode at the last 30 kilometers before the third checkpoint. And it seemed, at this point, it seemed that we did not have any problems at all. Nobody vomited, no uh, diarrhea, but they did not just eat. And they were in a really, and uh, we were really fast, actually, even faster than I could imagine. And I was thinking that, okay, maybe if I let them to stretch out a little bit, little bit faster they will bring back their mood maybe the metabolism has started working again and i was like oh yeah we we're going to we're we're going to get over this problem now but still i had the same idea that it doesn't matter how good they are now it uh, all matters how much are they going to eat at Sovolan checkpoint so we reached we drove into the night or or into the dark <laughs> dark light 
and when we reached uh, finally to the Sovolen checkpoint it was close to 200 kilometers in the race then uh, we decided that uh, the first thing is that they are going to sleep and I took one advice one trick which I got from this old guy from the last checkpoint and I give them a little bit food dry food just from my hand and they all ate this one it, it was maybe 20 piece of kibbles just to uh, because I knew that they are quite tired they're not going to eat and as it was a um, long checkpoint for us then it's okay uh, so I went to get my hamburger the dogs were in normal mode they uh, went to sleep and it was fun that we were close to, I think Kylie doesn't even know this we were close we were parked between two teams really close and of course it takes time for me to uh, stretch them out to clip the clips uh, to put the necklines uh, and all that part to like settle them into checkpoint and take the straw but Knut he was like, wait a minute, we don't have straw, but the neighbors have. So he went to cuddle <laughs> with two random dogs because, <laughs> yeah, because they had straw. And he was like, hello, I'm Knut, so I'm gonna now. And these two dogs were like, they were a little bit like surprised or a little bit not frightened, but surprised that what and Knut was like yeah I'm gonna now uh, put my ass here <laughs> and then he just cuddled between them and I was like Knut are you and sure? I remember <laughs> you were super nervous if you saw a parking place between uh, because the dogs were growling to yes, our dogs yes and they were so close uh, because it it I think the mushers uh, no, between, we had room, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think the mushers didn't know that someone will be parked because uh, one musher had this line like not a little really bit straight, tiled, yeah, yes, diagonal a little bit. But I think he or she didn't think that someone. Yes, no, it's not a musher to... fault. It was a little bit failure by the volunteers, but we are not mad because everybody are working like hard and everybody wants to have the best know results how much did they, sleep they have been they, not yeah. been sleeping and uh, getting all the tens of tens of dog teams in before us they were tired too so we were parked a little bit dangerously close so i managed to <laughs> finally get so i was quickly taking straw for knut also <laughs> so he could come away from the neighbor's place but it was i think it was but warm. knut was like <laughs> knut was so calm about it. he was i don't care here is straw. <laughs> I sit here and then, he's, and then he cuddled up like in the round shape and put his nose under the tail and started sleeping in the neighbor's yard. So I was like, oh man, that's good. So I went to get my hamburger. Hamburger? You didn't eat You hamburger. bought me hamburger oh, in the yeah, small house I, and Sovolen and is yes, really I was nice village. They're talking. Uh, I discovered that there is a card machine so I could use my own credit card to buy you food and I don't know why but I uh, I started to speak Swedish with a Norwegian uh, lady but as the languages are quite similar and we were talking like super simple things like uh, do you have warm water or stuff like and I will have a burger so she understood me i understood her today martin asked why did you start to speak swedish i told that if i i my brain works like this if i hear language that is similar to swedish or swedish so now my brain automatically starts to speak swedish the simple things we understand yes and it's of course there's different it's 
vatten uh, in Swedish and wine uh, in one uh, no, no, no. or, or something like this uh, in Norwegian. But if I asked, uh, uh, do you have uh, warm water? She understood that when to ask in Norwegian this from the kitchen. So it's it's like, I don't know, the brain now function like this. So after I had my Swedish Norwegian hamburger, <laughs> <laughs> I went back to the dogs because uh, it's... Didn't uh, you sleep? No, the... no. Ah, okay. Because we want them to rest a little bit before th we gave, give them the first meal because then they should eat better. But... Uh, I think only Tanya ate and Atla was forcing herself to eat. Oh, you I was amazing. describe it. <laughs> it was amazing that she's a young dog. They are panicking quite easily usually. And she was like, she was not feeling good because of the virus and tired too. And it's normal for them to be tired because you are tired and the dogs are tired. They are, I like to say they are humans too. <laughs> so uh, Atla was forcing, it's like... Uh, two-year-old child who needs to eat his uh, cabbage vegetables. or vegetables to g get to able to see the cartoons and Atla was like forcing and I was like okay Atla and uh, Tanya ate and then nobody ate uh, nobody else ate close to nothing maybe a couple of couple of uh, bites but at this point we had been on the trail more than 24 hours they should have been consuming more than 10,000 calories per dog but they only con been consuming at this point about two or three thousand. So it's it's crazy, less than minimum needed. And they at all. even didn't have like a maximum amount of body fat uh, if you started the race. So they were the, fine. Yeah, as the body still. mass index was five, it's good. Maybe if they would have like six or seven, we could. Yeah, but like, still, with the, at the checkpoint, I see that a lot of dogs started to. Diarrhea again, those dogs who did not have this before, like Knut did not have diarrhea until Sovollen. Taiga had already diarrhea, Thor had, uh, uh, Frida had, and all that. Uh, Jukan vomited the water out, Tanya vomited the water out. So we had a lot of problems. And uh, then I went to sleep for two hours to the bus, and I was. I never knew that I fell to sleep because I was just like laying in the ground for a second. He was laying between like mountains of stuff. It was like if you imagine a bus, uh, it it was like uh, one tower of things, another tower like of things. Like a warehouse. Things. Yes, and Martin was sleeping like on, on the warehouse the, floor. Where so I, <laughs> legs up, and at the meantime, as he we were talking about this, his uh, jacket was uh, broken and feathering. Fe yeah, the <laughs> feather was coming from the jacket, and uh, the tapes didn't uh, work because it was too cold. So while Martin was sleeping on the floor of a bus, I was using my headlamp. Kids were sleeping next to me, and I uh, remembered that I have my sewing kit on me so I did a really awful job at no I think you did a good job I stopped uh, the, feathering <laughs> yeah it was I should I would take my photo and post it to uh, <laughs> Patreon to see I'm not so bad at it but it's it was awful. so I, I just closed my eyes for a second we put did put the two hour uh, alarm? alarm clock because you never go to sleep on a race without an alarm clock you will <laughs> Sleep, sleep in. <laughs> so I'm closing my eyes, and the next point I hear it uh, ringing already. So I, 
was telling Kylie this that shut party. down the phone yeah, because you, I was trying to sleep. And then I'm like, no, it's two hours. And I did not even realize that I was falling to sleep. So but I, before going to sleep, I think you did something you never had, had done before. You changed the clothes. You oh put man, dry that was, clothes maybe on. that was that was a mistake. <laughs> That's why I fell asleep too. Yeah. But, but I t two hours of sleep. Of course, the first minutes when you wake up, you're like a little bit disorientized and need to buckle up. But for me, it comes quickly because after all these eleven years at the fire station, I wake up really quickly, even if I have close to zero sleep. So two minutes later, I was already dressing and thinking and directly thinking about the dogs. I think I just took a pee behind the car and uh, then uh, close, close on and directly uh, straight to the dogs. I did not even think about me drinking or eating something. And then, then, then the decision came because I made them it took about an hour to make them and prepare them different meals, warm different meal. temperatures, dry, wet, warm, whatever. And uh, then nobody ate. Like if the dogs have been resting for four hours already, they should give, and uh, not take something. Before if it would be like the first time in the race, they would not eat. No problem. It's okay. We're just going to... Uh, two more uh, snack breaks yeah eat I say drink <laughs> but eat on the trail and eat on the next checkpoint it's completely normal that uh, the dogs stop eating at some point at the race for like normal eating so but as we had already the previous stage not eating the previous checkpoint close to not eating diarrhea vomiting and all all that part that they were crazy good happy feeling reaching to Savolan checkpoint and it seemed that we had no problem at all. I was just trying to be ahead of the bigger problems and then we decided to quit and this was the hardest part and one of the hardest things I had have had to do in this close close uh, time gap uh, or, or in the previous history Whatever, I, I'm, I lost my mind <laughs> thought here. But in a long time, yeah, it was one of the hardest things I had to do because all these preparations and you start thinking about that you're a failure, you quit disappointing other people's, disappointing maybe the dogs and uh, all this uh, trouble and the training and all the effort you put to reach and the next opportunity is going to be the next year so it was really hard and uh, then I went to Kyrie. I just woke her up said we're finished I closed the door I was not able to talk not much more then I went to the vet at this point I was just like zero emotions then I went to the vet and then I said we need to stop the race and then I felt whoa, a feeling that it's not normal to me I felt that like you feel it in your throat that you want to cry and, and I'm, I'm not a crier I not like I think me crying you cry Star Wars yeah, Star Wars <laughs> Han Solo goes to the toilet and Kyrie cries so, <laughs> so at the last time I cried was when our puppy was put to sleep and before that maybe 15 years you before you never that. even cried when our kids were born what the, it's a happy moment why should I cry <laughs> you were crying 
No, so, I was not crying. So, uh, and then, but the veterinarians were really professional. They're not like, oh, are you sure? Blah, blah, blah. I don't like this sweet pep talk. I hate that. Let's like, let's do it. And then uh, one guy came to veterinarian plus one guy, but the guy was uh, only there to take the GPS from the sled because, uh, yeah. It's the only way to assure that the GPS is going to be brought back to them. So the veterinarians uh, and, the and the second part when I started to feel like crying that uh, when the uh, guy took the GPS off, then I was like, fuck, it's over. Then the veterinarian was really lovely. She could almost feel my pain, all the world pain inside me. And then she um, checked the dogs, asked a lot of questions. And uh, then she said that, uh, yeah, that, uh, according to what I told her, she said, really, really good decision. Of course, that was not like comforting to me that <laughs> I made a good decision. Now I feel really good that I did not push them to the limit that they are like uh, collapsing on the trail. The last part of the race for them, it was really happy one because we had a really nice run and they had a really nice sleep. And then the veterinarians uh, took the veterinary book and then it's over. Yeah. And I then had they to asked, also uh, find the drop dog. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, other book that yes. you have. And then uh, they... It's something you don't like prepare taking it. Yeah. You have to have it all, all, all way around you in every checkpoint, but to really like take it out and so, give it away. Documentary. <laughs> we had to give it away. And then the veterinary asked me if I want to ask anything more. And then I even then I just could not reply anymore. I was just bursting into tears. And then the veterinarians left, of course. <laughs> why, why should they be there? And then I was just bursting into tears uh, next to the dogs and uh, just letting in all the disappointment and emotions. I told it, and it was good that it was at night. So I, let it all I out. think no one likes to cry in front of uh, a big audience. I think I would not be. Yeah, but it's, I did not care. It's uh, comforting to know that you cried into a night. But it was uh, kind of nice feeling to let all the I'm tension out. I'm telling you, you have to cry to so your it's body, not like a button. You, I know, you, I but now your start body uh, starts so, uh, uh, then, uh, working then on I went hormones. To the, then I went to you. the dogs and uh, hugged each one of them and said uh, thanks for the race we did so far. And, uh, and I have to say it was kind of confusing because I haven't never thought about it. I was thinking should we live with the dogs and the sled or with every dog by themselves? And, no. and I was like uh, confused because this is the part I, I, I haven't like uh, thinking about how to now from the checkpoint to get the dogs to the... I saw one guy leaving the checkpoint like this that he harnessed up the dogs and he drove 500 meters to the cars and then he hooked mm -hmm. them all out again. Mm -hmm. I did not want to do this for the dogs because you just get them excited for no reason. So we started packing. Now it's allowed for all the handlers to come to the area to help you out. At least it was at this yeah, point. So I there were not to... so much mushers left. So Kairi woke up Steven and Relika. They uh, at first they couldn't uh, didn't understand because they were heavily sleeping and I went there to say that we uh, decided to scratch and they were like, 
we are not going forward. I said, no, no, we had to like, we had uh, in dog trailers, we had all the snacks. We had put them like every checkpoint uh, food into a different. So I asked them, could you please go and uh, empty the dog trailer so we can get the dogs inside. So, but after the, my little outburst and hugging and cuddling with the dogs, we just started to take the dogs out and when when I we took them in pairs because it's yeah more <laughs> more or less walking uh, there and back they were like okay let's go and actually some of the dogs were even pulling then to the when we hold the, held them in double lines and just walking them some of the dogs were okay now we're back on the trail we start pulling and and then you think that oh man we we did it in a really good time because all left in a happy feeling and i'm 200 percent sure that if we would have been taken on to the next stage they would have been gotten worse because the next days we saw that they did not even eat 12 hours we we now um yeah, packed up in the middle of the night, we drove to the rental house, which was kind of cold. We heated them a little bit up, then we slept for some hours. And then the next day lunchtime, I tried, yeah, we took the dogs out, we walked them. Most of them shitted just water, luckily no vomiting anymore. And nobody ate, like zero dogs ate. So I knew that even and after 12 super, hours... they were like calm. Yeah, yeah, they were calm because they felt sick. Mm. And after 12 hours even, they were not starting to eat. But uh, I saw that they are not like overstressed too, because they had some... The days were wagging, but they were not like hyper excited anymore. But they were yeah, I, I th rather happy. And then it was the end of Femondlopet for us. But, yeah, but the adventures, the, <laughs> the adventures <laughs> yeah. started. We cannot uh, go by without adventures. I think it was best because I, I had really hard time because I posted it in the night time that we stopped the race to our family group. And the people saw, I, a lot of people followed us, I know, because they were writing to me in the middle of the night. And I knew that people see the red X on, on our name, and I did and not want to check the phone. We had many friends who were uh, awake to, through the night to yeah. see how you are doing. So I did not want to wake up and check the phone, but the house woke me up because I hear. <laughs> I, I think I was the last one. Akit sleep slept too. I think. Uh, Stephen too, because uh, remember oh, Stephen if too. we he was heating arrived, the house. Yeah, until uh, so, six o'clock in the morning, he was heating house, so we could. Uh, so I hear boom, like a plop and. <laughs> And Relika screaming, oh no! And of course, I'm like, ups, up, and what's going on? And we had the water the rescue pipe. Rescue service. <laughs> rescue service, but nothing much to do. The water pipe exploded. I think somehow it froze, or was it just really old and we had a bad timing? But then we had a lot of water coming in, and there were no valves. Like, this part you can close the water for just one part. It, it's completely normal in Estonia when you build a house. You put valves before every sink and every wash machine because when something happens, you just close one valve, not the whole house. And we could not um, find the main entrance of the water and to the, the house. And the owner of the house also didn't know because I called her and she was like, oh, I don't know. And then we started being like uh, Sherlock Holmes because we were searching from a kitchen where was the shower too. And then we were thinking like, in our sleeping room, there is 
a washing machine, this means water has to go there too, then kids remember, oh, we have this, um, I don't know how to say, on the floor, you had this uh, floor door. Floor door. <laughs> and so we thought, I maybe it's know. under there. And then the uh, bed was on top of this. We couldn't like open it, so Relika hold the bed out, like up Hulk like Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Martin went downstairs. Meantime, the water was coming. <laughs> It was like five minutes in a row at least. Oh, uh, no, no, more. definitely more. <laughs> and then a lot luckily, of water on, on the, the floor. Luckily, on the basement, Martin found it. And we were like, we, of course, we had uh, towels there. So we used all the clean towels to clean up the floor. Then uh, the lady, she was really nice. She told, yeah, the plumber will come. And we waited and we waited. We had and no water. We we had uh, uh, our water in frozen canisters. We put them, uh, br brought them inside, put them again near the fireplace. Uh, again melting <laughs> snow to get water. Yes. Not and, again. Yeah, and so then, and the plumbers re actually came just when we, we started. Because we again, when is the plumber and coming? And they came just when we started to have dinner and celebrating Relika's birthday. So we had our little drinks there. We had our like really warm nice table Candle. candles we and wait and the, in the other room this guy is fixing with his girlfriend i think the plumbing but uh, he was he was really quick and uh, i think for him it was quite uncomfortable we were like yeah, yeah shouting and, <laughs> and trying to uh, talk and little little schnapps and snacks and it went uh, really nice and still the next day we when <laughs> we started to over. head out <laughs> steven and relika's car did not start so we have to re, re, what's the word? Reincarnate the car. <laughs> and then we tried to change the light bulb of this, <laughs> his uh, Toyota Land Cruiser. And I took the old one out. They went to the store and just to compare it to uh, buy a new one. And I have, I have had 25 cars, I think, in my life. Never had this problem that the light bulb <laughs> pops into the reflector or the light area. So this video is going to Patreon for sure. <laughs> One and a half hour fishing the light bulb with uh, with some uh, ropes. And Relic and Seventeen uh, and didn't even have warm clothes because they they thought they will sit into a yeah, car and Yeah, they will go now. So <laughs> one and a half hour of crazy. Oh. I luckily had time to clean the Airbnb <laughs> house. Yeah. So this was the adventure. We drove home this time with a little pit stop in Sweden again. We did not want to drive too quickly to home because we and were so the tired. And the house, uh, the second one was really nice, but we had to drive like super uphill to get to the house. And then if we started to go away, uh, you like... The uh, next morning, yeah, the <laughs> car held full brakes and we just were slipping down the hill because with trailer and so the dogs steep. and the downhill, it was 90 degrees curves, so I was thinking. <laughs> and there was a, hell, a big uh, truck. We first thought that it's in front of the road too, so, but luckily... At this point, you're in the mode that I don't want any trouble. <laughs> I just want to go home. And we wanted to drink like real coffee. Uh, thank you to Swedish uh, gas station system that you have Starbucks. Because in both uh, in Norway and Finland there is coffee, but which we don't like. We are super picky You're about picky. our coffee. <laughs> drink Coca-Cola. So we, like, we were crossing the Swedish border and we were like, woohoo, we can get coffee. <laughs> so that was the adventure of Femund Lopet. Now it's been one week. 
maybe or a little more or less more. than that more. and the dogs are eating all really good like really good and uh, no water shit anymore they are in good uh, mode and as we were a little bit disappointed from this race as we did not finish and i'm not the same man anymore we are, are going to it. we are going to have one more race which we are going to talk about in the next episode so ho stay what was the word stay in line Ooh, stay no, tuned not, not it's like looney tunes yeah. but i just wanted to say thank you for all the support we have been blessed with so many good people around us who just bring us back to earth that it's not the worst thing in the world to just quit one uh, sled dog race and the dogs are really feeling fine that's why we already plan the next race in april but which race and how long and how many dogs we're going to talk about in the next yeah. episode and now i have to go and buy from amazon uh, the coffee maker our uh, great fan from los angeles it's palm springs los yes. angeles hey uh, hey she, Dania. <laughs> yeah she wanted to support us she wanted to gift us uh, starbucks uh, uh, gift card but i told we don't have any so she uh, uh, gave us uh, amazon uh, so she she will be she she has like this long range effect for us because now when we buy the coffee maker we always think of her yeah, when yeah. we drink we will buy this uh, stanley camping coffee maker so we can make a really really good coffee and we won't complain <laughs> martin is showing you hands i have to it's finish it's time you talkie talkie now we <laughs> have training we have all the gang together 14 dog training again and we start to build up the stamina again. They are feeling in kennel life. They no, are, you are really good, uh... and uh, the stamina needs to be back from the sickness. But it's normal. We hope to get get it back in the next weeks. So thank you for listening. Goodbye, Heido, and we did it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> After twenty-two, I'm gonna episodes. shut you down. Now. <laughs>